recording this on a Monday. I just got back from out of three different cities over the last three days, and I'll be in Florida in just a few hours from now. And it's been a wild, wild week. It's been a wild two weeks. And all I want to do is play video games with my co-host, Father Anthony Serapa, <laughs> and he continues to refuse because of, like, the flu or something. Father yes. Anthony, what is going on with our lives, man? This I is know, terrible. It's been terrible. It's been terrible. I've been super busy, and then last week, my body just revolted against me and shut down with the flu, and it was miserable. It's like when you're too sick to play video games, that's the worst kind of sick. Like, I couldn't even get out of bed. It was miserable. So I definitely had the flu. I've I've been that sick before where it's like, what am I going to do? Just watch Netflix on my phone? Like, <laughs> is that is that what I've become? Um, but, you know, you're you're a kind of guy that stays pretty busy. And mm -hmm. uh, your brother and I uh, behind your back agree that it was the Lord that struck you with the flu because you were too busy and overworked and this is the only way you were going to get any rest. What say you to me, the Lord, and also Jesus? Yes, I just called your brother the Lord. I feel like, here, so I see the point, but I feel like our all-powerful Lord, if he wanted to give me a break, he could have like figured out a cooler way to do it. Like, couldn't he have sent like, oh, by the way, we're getting a missionary priest who's going to take all your masses for a week. And you know what? Wouldn't that be better than like me being so like sick and in pain that I couldn't sleep? I feel like there's better ways to do that. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you that that's the God that I've been taught to believe in. But at the same time, the reality is that's usually my experience with the Lord. Um, okay. Yeah. So to be, to be honest, like, so it was the night before I got sick, I was in my holy hour and I was like, God, I'm so tired. I'm so worn out. I just need you to carry me. I can't, I can't do this for another week. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm in terrible pain and sick. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is how we're going to play this Lord. Fine. Fine. So I, I did think the same thing that you and my brother thought. Yeah. So essentially gun gun. Here's where I'm at. And I need you to push back on me because I don't want to get canceled. But here's my current feeling. Yeah. My current feeling when it comes to prayer is that God hears me, yeah, but he doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> because oh, no. he, 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 I know he heard your prayer. He's like, God, I want you to carry me. And he's like, no, your bed's going to do that for you. Um, I just hit my chair and sunk down like six inches. This is perfect timing for what just happened. If you were watching this on YouTube, you just saw it happen. And I now just look like a floating head on the video. But I'm going to keep going because that's where I'm at right now. I can't stop. Life isn't going to stop. And I keep asking God to slow things down and to help me out. And things get keep getting more difficult. And I'm not sure what to do about it. And you're in Persona Christi, so I'm kind of mad at you too. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, so I think it's, like, God definitely hears you. I'm glad you agree with that. He definitely cares, but sometimes his answers are just like, no. Or his answer is just like, no, you're just going to have to suffer some more. Yes. And that's, that's like, it's not, it's not like he doesn't care, but, like, sometimes God will never, like, give you more than you can handle. And I don't know if I believe that. Uh, what's the thing? Like, grace will sustain you or... Yeah, that yeah, whole script... What is that whole scriptural thing? My grace yeah. is sufficient for you because power go. is yeah, made yeah. perfect in weakness. You know, something that God made up that you should probably know. No, no, no. no. So that's, that's the scripture one. But there's, like, a more common one that says something along the lines of, like, 
you know, wherever, like God will never give you more than you can handle. That's, that's is, a lie. I almost said something lie. else. God gives you more than you can handle all the time. That's the point to realize that you can't handle stuff and that it's only grace that brings you through stuff. But guess what? When you're in that suffering, that suffering still hurts and it's still terrible. And I don't care how holy you are. Suffering is painful and it's suffering. And we, and Sometimes that's just the answer. That stuff is going to just be terrible for a while. And stuff has been terrible for a while. Yeah. And I can't talk about all of it, but a lot of my friends are are losing their jobs and things might not be going financially well for me. And uh, just things keep coming out of nowhere. And one of my friends who's super, super holy and knows me very well, she sat me down this week and she said, Taylor, where is Jesus in all of this? And I knew that this is where this conversation was going. And uh, my, I, I think Jesus took a sabbatical. I, you know how, you know how, like Jesus didn't really need to get baptized, but like he got baptized to show us that we need to, and he blessed the waters. And God didn't really need to rest because he showed us that we should. God knows we should take a sabbatical. So I think for the first time, Jesus is taking a sabbatical and just let us off, let us do our own thing for a while, and then he'll come back from the sabbatical and see. Um, and, and see that sabbatical should have never existed. Yeah, so that's that's theologically dubious, I think we would say. No way! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, God will never withdraw his presence from us. Like, God is always there, but he will withdraw the feeling of his presence from us. So that's what Christ experiences on the cross. He's still united with the Father, but he feels completely and utterly disconnected from the Father. I think the reason why you and I and everyone struggles with this so much is that even though we as Christians, this shouldn't be surprising to us, like suffering, pain, things going bad for months and years, like that shouldn't be surprising to us because we're supposed to live out the crucified Christ in our bodies. And if you look at the what Paul goes through, like it's just bad day after bad day for Paul and the early Christians and the martyrs. And then when it happens to us, we're all like, oh, I can't believe this. Well, yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. And maybe it's because we read too many books or hear too many stories about how somebody was like smiling during their suffering. I don't think that's helpful. I think well, those of you watching on the video can see I'm not smiling. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just like (laughs) sometimes stuff is really bad. And it's a good reminder at the very least that, hey, guess what? This world is in our home that we're never supposed to be, we're never we're promised to be comfortable in this world, and one day we're all going to die. I think that's really actually healthy and important to remember, that uh, this world isn't all that there is for us. So, I don't know. Sometimes stuff is bad, and that's okay. It is. And it is. <laughs> so, um, this friend of mine who's super holy that made me feel feelings, because my, my, my tendency is whenever things go really bad and things like uh, a bombshell hit my life this week that like, it's not good. And mm-hmm. my natural inclination is just to do anything I can to not think about it, to mm-hmm. not pray about it, to not address it, because 
I, I just need to get through. So I can't tell you how hard I've worked this week. This has been the most productive I've ever been. I've made so many people happy because I've done all of the emails and I've done all the talks. And I I traveled to Fort Worth and I, I spoke at the biggest event I've ever spoken at. And, and then I, I spoke at another event in Austin and I'm going to be in Florida tonight and tomorrow. And then I'll fly back and I have two track meets on Thursday and on Friday. And I'm just going to keep pushing myself into this work because the few times that I slow down and someone asks me, where's Jesus? And I'm like, I don't know. And this hurts. And then I try to avoid it again. And then I sit down with somebody last night over pizza and it hurts. And then, but here's, here's the comedic relief. Are you ready for the comedic relief? Okay, sure. Because that's usually what this show is, but not today. (laughs) Uh, You know, the whole, what would Jesus do? WWJD bracelets, right? Okay, I found a new one. It's it says what we say. WWJD probably more accurate. JWPNHGHITSITFP, and that stands for Jesus would probably not have gotten himself into this situation in the first place. And that's how I feel because it's like, what would Jesus do in this situation? I don't know. He wouldn't have made all the mistakes that led to the situation I currently find myself in. Um, yeah, it's an interesting uh, perspective there. Uh, but I will say this about avoiding the, that everything is terrible. I had been doing that for a good month. And for the last week, I was like gave up and have just been spending every one of my holy hours just talking to Jesus about how much I hate everything and how terrible everything is. And it's been some of the best prayer of in a long time. It's like I spent the entire holy hour just complaining and not not making excuses, but just saying how everything's terrible and not trying to sound holy in my prayer. At the end of each hour, I'm like, huh, I feel a little bit better. I think I can make it through this day. So sometimes you got to dive right in to how terrible everything is and not ignore it. So I tried. I tried. Yeah. Um, I opened up my feelings. Oh, look at you. And I tried to talk to God. And do you know what feeling uh, so if you bottle up all your feelings for a while, you picture it like a box and it's like in one of those videos where the box is shaking cause it's about to unload. Right. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you just creak open the top just a little bit. You know what just spilled out everywhere? Anger. Yes, <laughs> just- <laughs> yes, and yes. so, so here's where I'm at spiritually. I, I have opened back up to bo- the box to my, to my relationship with God and all the anger is pouring out. And it's all the anger about Jesus wouldn't have gotten himself in this situation. So why did all these other people put me in this situation? And uh, where's Jesus? I, I need him to come back from his sabbatical and, and help me. Um, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. As bad as this week has been, there have been so many good things that happen that have happened through it. Hmm. Um, did an event on Saturday uh, and I did the whole speaky speaky thing for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And I think it went better than it ever had. Mm-hmm. So this whole Paul, my power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, apparently, what God wants from me is for my life to be filled with so much weakness that I am just ready to unleash his power upon yeah, all of the junior high kids of the Diocese of Fort Worth. Because that's yeah. essentially what happened. And I'm yeah, dying absolutely. inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
Yeah, so this happens to me, and every time I get stressed, I get stress sick, which is what you had last week, right? They call Probably. it the flu, but it's really called stress sick. Okay. You know, um, so all the things that I do for a living, except for one, involve my mouth. I, I do the speaky speaky. I do the singy singy. Uh, I do the yelly yelly at, tr- at track practice. Um, the only thing that I do that I'm quiet is edit other people's audio. So I could do that just fine. Everything else, I need my mouthy mouthy. And um, in my mouthy mouthy, there's an uvula uvula. You know this thing? Um, I can't. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, the little dangly dangly thing that yeah, hangs, yeah. hangs oh. on your mouth. Usually that sits, you know, maybe a good three and a half, uh, three and a half uh, centimeters off your tongue. I don't know what a centimeter is. That could be a complete lie. But it doesn't sit on your tongue. And every morning that I've woken up for the last five days, my uvula is taking a nap. So it's it's draping down and laying down on my tongue. And that's really painful. And and, and, I'm, and I'm choking. And you know what God says to me that, that, that day? What does he say? He says, hey. Go talk for three and a half hours and maybe do some singing. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't got any answers for you. I wish. I hope you feel better. I hope things go. I I don't know. I like that you tried. I feel like I feel like what happened is you yeah. is you tried too early. You gave a bunch of answers that everyone listening to the show probably heard, but I wasn't done ranting yet, so I didn't hear yeah, I any know. of your holy answers. I, that was that was bad pastoral counseling on my part. It really was. Bad gl- form. See, see again. My struggles are just helping you grow pastorally. But what yeah. has it done for me? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> What's up, spiritual Man. life? What else do you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We're just going to have like five minutes of us both crying into the microphone. That's good audio. That'll that'll, that'll get the sponsors. What are the the people that like uh, you've been crying too much so you need to put eye drops in your eyes? Maybe they'll sponsor this episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well... I don't know. Do you want to end the segment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's that's probably good. We're like to... we're like four minutes early, but you know what? We're just gonna end the segment. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna come back with my buddy Logan Mays, and we're just gonna do some cringe stuff. And I think now I've gotten everything off of my chest, and and we'll come back for the third segment, and we'll do something really happy. How does that sound? Are you okay with that, Father Anthony? I'd like that. Uh, it's called masking the pain, and that's what we're gonna do today on Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll. That's Father Anthony. We're going to go cry alone in our rooms, but stare at each other through the video conference as we do it. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back and laugh a lot with my good friend, Logan May. Oh, yeah. Father Anthony, you wanted to do new commercials, uh, but the last few weeks, it has been my very cute six-year-old. Uh, doing the commercials. So why do you think that you are better at this than my six-year-old? Now that you say that, I don't because I think the commercials with your six-year-old are maybe the best audio content you've ever produced. (laughs) So I'm very hesitant. I think so too, but I think at the same time, it's like we do need to keep it updated because then people, like, what I really don't want, because I know people fast-forward through commercials whenever they're the same after a while, and the thought of somebody fast-forwarding through my son, just, I, I can't do it. 
I can't. Devastating. I can't. So we just made a new commercial. It's for sock religious socks and the coolest Catholic socks in the world. And uh, go to fortnightcatholic.com slash socks so I can uh, love my very cute son more and more. <laughs> well. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's it. Now that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic, the game where everything's made up and the points absolutely matter. We will be dishing out points here in this segment uh, because we're going to do something very interesting here, Father Anthony. We've got a friend, like we always bring a friend in for this second segment, and we're going to talk about the cringiness of Catholicism, the weird stories, the things that make us go, wait, what? This is what I'm a part of? (laughs) And and so here we are, three very white men who are all practicing Catholics and have been doing this thing for quite some time. Uh, But there's been some times that have made us wonder. Sometimes that have been like, wait, really? This is the this is what I'm saying that I'm a part of. This is what I'm proud. When I say I'm proud to be Catholic, it also includes these moments. So we've got my good friend, my Pokemon friend, my whiskey friend, Logan Mays (laughs) on the show. Logan, what's up, buddy? How you doing, Taylor? Thank you for having me today. It's a great pleasure to be a part of this awesome podcast. Well, I, I did pay you to lie. That's fantastic. I'm glad that yeah. the, the, is this your first time on like Catholic radio podcast land? Yes. I try to get on with Bartlett, but he keeps shutting me down every time. So, well, we don't like that guy. He's strange. No, um, yeah, he is. But uh, he's he's been on the show before, and the first time he was really boring, and the second time he just like was himself. So I'm just going to invite you just to be yourself, and okay. uh, because you and I met uh, through playing Pokemon Go, that is how our friendship began, uh, yes. <laughs> as all good friendships do. Um, and and now we are best friends on Pokemon Go because we play so much. We we are we are best friends, and we became that so very quickly. You know who my worst friend on Pokemon Go is? The person who I've been friends with the longest that sends me absolutely zero gifts. Jonathan Blevins. He's <laughs> such a bad friend. The only time yeah. he sends me a gift is the once a month he comes on this dumb show, and I'm like, "Hey, send me a gift in between segments," and he does. So nice. That's how that yeah. goes. Um, you might just need to cut cut him out and just say, "You know what? I need to find better and and friends who are going to send me gifts on the daily." I do. Uh, Father Anthony has only <laughs> sent me three less gifts than John, and he's never owned the app. So. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, y- you've listened to the show before, and y- you're very kind, and you'll text me, and you'll you'll be like, hey, remember when you said this thing? And I'm like, no, I don't. And you were like, it was on a show a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, well, uh, someone should really edit these things, because I don't remember saying that. Uh, yeah. But but you, 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 were, you had this idea of, like, people should come on and share, like, cringe stories. And you're like, I've been yeah. in youth ministry somehow for longer than the average two years. How long have you been doing this whole youth ministry thing? Uh, better part of 20 years now. So, uh, yeah. Are you, uh, are you any good? Are you any good? I mean, they keep paying me, so I'm guessing I'm okay. So, uh, but anyway, we, the so. Catholic Church, we pay a lot of people. Doesn't mean you're any good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. My salary would reflect that. So, oh. <laughs> and and when it comes to salaries for youth ministers, uh, if you compared it to any other job that you'd been in for 20 years, you're still below the entry level. Uh, yes, <laughs> so, exactly. That's very true. <laughs> But for some reason, you've stuck around, which which just baffles me. It just baffles me that uh, that they still let boomers be youth ministers. But uh, <laughs> oh, man, but you've got yeah, I had it. 
I had a team call me a boomer the other day and I was like, dude, that doesn't even apply to me. Like check your references. So there's going to be a time and the time, the time as Jesus was once said, the time is coming and is now here that the millennials will be seen as boomers to those who are, who are, who are your current youth. Um, But you've got some stories that you just want to like ruin some people's careers with today. Yes. Yes, I do. Fortunately, (laughs) the people I'm going to talk about have all retired uh, since I've been in ministry for so long. So I think, I think we're okay. I think the seal uh, can be broken. The statute of limitations is over so we can move forward yes. these stories. So uh, we're doing most cringy stories within the church. Uh, we've got Logan Mays who's been doing youth ministry. We've got Father Anthony who continues to tell us that he's a priest and I'm sure he has yeah. some stories as well. We all know that I have them. Uh, so Logan, why don't yeah. you get us started in our in our cringeworthiness roulette? When I first started in youth ministry back in 2003, I took a job in Ohio and this was right around the time when the Ethics and Integrity Ministry came out. And so everybody was being super cautious. So that's everything. for those of you who are the, for the unaffiliated, that's like the safe environment programs that came out to, uh, to make sure that uh, everybody had to go to a tra- everybody had to go to training except for the priests that made us go. But everybody had to go to this training that was essentially like, here's what somebody who is terrifying looks like. Don't be like this person. Exactly. And so the church I went to had um, a K through eighth grade school affiliated with it. And so everybody that came into the school had to have their fingerprints done. So I went down to the department and get that done. So the principal at the time was very, uh, very demanding and very, um, you know, my way or the highway type of person. And so I got along with her great. No, I never got along with this person. <laughs> and my, uh, I got my fingerprints done. And turned him into the secretary there at the school. Just left it at that. And I get a phone call like a few days later asking me to come in and have a meeting with the pastor, the principal, and the business administrator asking me. And the principal basically asked me, where are your fingerprints? And I said, well, I turned him into the secretary. And the secretary did not, uh, I guess, tell her that I'd given her the fingerprints. And so it became this huge ordeal out of nothing. And it got so bad, like, she didn't want me in the school for like two months as a probationary period, I guess, to teach me a lesson. And I'm thinking, what the heck? I just got here. I moved from Texas for this job. And you're telling me that I can't go and minister to seventh and eighth graders who I was working with at the time uh, because the secretary messed up, you know? And so I had to have a separate meeting with her just to kind of clear the air. But man, it never got better after that. She would criticize me on I dressed for masks. Like I would wear jeans and a, and, a, and a shirt to daily mass so I could go and attend mass with the teens I was working with. And she would be critical of that. I'm like, hey, I'm showing up to mass. I could be doing so many other things, but I'm here. So, yeah, it never, never got better with her. And just, yeah, she was always someone I, I uh, made fun of to my friends about just because <laughs> of some of the stories that she would share. Or you know, try and pull on me, and so yeah, we we never uh, we never worked well. So speaking of safe environment stuff, this did not happen to me, but it happened to the class of seminarians right beneath me. So we had to go through all the training, and part of this training is you have to watch this this video that makes you feel terrible about life and humanity. Because in the video, you're you're being trained how to recognize a predator, and the predators. Uh, are on the video, they're being interviewed and they talk about how they do things, right? And it's like really tough to watch. It was just a miserable experience. But the class right behind me, when they went to their training, they couldn't get the video to work. 
They oh, couldn't no. get the video to work, but you know what they did have? <laughs> they had the script of the video. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> the oh. members of the class had to read the script of the video out loud. So you had to read the parts of the Predator in that class. And these poor guys <laughs> who have given their life to the church, they, they just want to be priests. They came back from this meeting and they were so shell-shocked and so like ashen with what had happened. It, it, probably the worst, worst safe environment training anyone's ever gone through because they had to actually say the words out loud. Okay, so, yeah. okay, so you say this, wow. Father Anthony, so I, I have to get your opinion on something because... Okay. Uh, these are seminarians who I'm assuming most of them became priests. Okay. And then uh, it, it's just a fair assumption, I think. Sure. So the, but then you priests do this thing to us lay people every, mm-hmm. every Easter season where, uh, you get to say the lines of Jesus. You get to be Jesus. You get to be the good guy in the story. So we're reading this gospel, and we read, I think, the entire gospel of John. And uh, we all have to stand up this whole time. And you, the, it, how, how this works is there's there's one lector on one side, and they're like the narrator. Are you arguing with the narrator? That's a George of the Jungle reference for all the kids listening. And then on the other side, there's another person who does the like the voices of literally everyone else but Jesus. Jesus. So there's narrator, voice of everyone but Jesus, and then the priest gets to be Jesus. And then there's the congregation, and that is written in bold. And you know what our lines are, Father Anthony? Crucify him! Crucify him. We have no Crucify king but Caesar! Like, so now I'm glad those seminarians had to go through that experience, because that's how I, every time I go to like like Good Friday, I know it's not mass, the Good Friday service, I feel mm-hmm. like a piece of poop, because I'm like, I'm the, I'm, I'm in the, here in the crowd like, hey, you should crucify that guy. And it makes me feel very bad about myself. Good. I'm glad it does. I think that's part of the point. Because every yeah. time you sin, every time you sin, and priests, priests, we all know, don't sin. That's why we don't read that line. The lay <laughs> people do all the sinning in the church, obviously, so they have to read that line. I don't see the problem. I don't understand why you're complaining. Yes, Father Anthony, that halo uh, background that you have over your head looks really good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'll take it out in post. Um, so, uh, what, I think I've shared this story on the show before, but I think it's been many years. So we're, we're going to now I have experienced the cringe on behalf of the church making me say crucify Jesus. But I'm Taylor Schroll, so I wouldn't I, I have to do something very different. Right. <laughs> So I think I've shared this story, but uh, Father Anthony, it was before your time, um, uh, as we call it, B.A., before Anthony, and also when the show was B.A. So we, <laughs> um, I I'm, I'm, was doing music for masses, and when you do music for masses, you feel clinically insane because you have to go to the same mass five times in a row, and that's the, that's the first time I've ever felt like a priest for the first you know, ever. And, yeah. and here I am, I, I played music for the English mass. And then I played music for another English mass. And then we, no, no, so sorry. I apologize. I was wrong. That's never happened before. <laughs> I went to the English mass and then I played for the Spanish mass. Me singing in Spanish is a gift that most of you listening will never hear, but it's quite a gift. And then I sang for the English mass. But we decided because our, our, our uh, hymnals and like lectionary things or whatever, what are the booklets called in the, in the congregation? Yeah, sure. Hymnals or uh, missiles. 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 There yeah. you go. Yeah. The missiles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was it was a 
English and Spanish, one on either side, right? So me and the entire like music group during the the third English mass, we're all delirious because these masses were going on for, you know, it's Palm Sunday. They're like an hour and a half a piece, right? So every time we as the congregation had to say something, me and all of my Hispanic music group members yelled the response in Spanish. So the priest is looking up there and he just constantly more and more stares at us because we're over here going, crucificalo, crucificalo. And I've never gotten worse death stares in mass before. And what's wow. great is he, I feel like he was going to murder us. And you know what he said to me after mass? Absolutely nothing. We never addressed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's healthy. <laughs> so all of my yes. cringe stories are me doing the cringe. Logan, you have more cringe stories from other people. Keep going. <laughs> I, I do. I do. And so uh, same job. Uh, I had this core member who had a really good friendship with the priest. And um, he was on board whenever I got there. And so he would go and tell the priest everything that he thought I was doing wrong. And so I would have meeting after meeting with the pastor about things that he thought I was doing wrong um, based on this core member who kept telling him all these uh, stories. So the great thing about it was the priest never showed up to any of the life nights. And so he would he had no idea what was going on. So he would get one side of the story. I would tell him another. And then there'd be some sort of medium in between to where he'd be like, OK, well, uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. It got so bad to the point where I had to ask this core member to leave uh, the ministry because he was such a detriment to to the program. And I'm meeting with the pastor about why he had to leave, and his phone just keeps ringing, and it's him. It, he the core member is calling the pastor so he can run over and tell the the priest why uh, Mean Logan had to let him go. And yeah, it just yeah, it was just like what you're what are you doing? Like he was scaring core members off. Uh, the teens weren't really responding to him, and I'm just like, man, this guy's got to go. So it uh, it was never good. And he and he also was the one that came in and did the bulletin uh, during the week as well. And so we'd have this like meeting in the hallway, and like we wouldn't say anything to each other just because like I was so mad at him, and he was just so mad at me. Just yeah, it was a lot of a lot of cringe there. So. It, this happens, I think, particularly in the church. We're particularly bad at it, but it also happens in other places as well. They're like so many problems happen because we refuse to talk with the people we're upset with or there's a conflict with. We just don't do yeah. that. But sometimes people talk too much and are too honest. And this is <laughs> this is what happens to a priest in the sacristy. So it, something we some people feel like because I'm a priest, they can just say whatever they want to me and about me and so i'm in the sacristy it's our 7 p.m sunday night mass which i love mass but i hated this mass time because i was tired everyone in the congregation was tired people wouldn't show up for ministry it was just the worst the worst time to have mass and so there's this lady who's doing something old lady and she says oh i saw a picture of you when you were in seminary and i go oh okay and she said you used to have a fat face oh <laughs> oh and i said excuse me <laughs> yeah you used to have a fat face and i was just like first of all i was if anything skinnier in seminary than i am now but why do you think you can say that to people and she goes oh i, I knew you could handle it i'm like 
it's not okay. It's still not okay to say that to people. And she got really mad at me for telling her you shouldn't tell people you have a fat face. And it was just, I, I was angry the entire mass. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could barely even say mass. <laughs> You're a terrible person. Have, have you, so I've shared the story on the show before and we don't have time to go into it. But one time I was sitting in the congregation and the homily was definitely about me. I'm not even oh, kidding. No. Not like, not like, oh, that homily hit me. It was about me. And it was about a strife that I had with that priest. And he talked about how we needed to get through it as a group, but it was about me. And like, Three people knew it, and they're all looking at me the whole time. So, Father Anthony, have you ever um, said a homily, not necessarily about someone, but you had somebody in the congregation in mind? Um, not quite, but close. <laughs> I've been, I've sometimes been telling a homily, and I see someone in the congregation, and all of a sudden I think, oh, no, they're going to think this is about them. Because it definitely applies specifically to them, but it wasn't my intention at the time. You're so vain. You probably think this homily's about you, about you. Like, oh no, they're definitely gonna think this is about them. But that I mean that's a big temptation. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I really try not to do that on purpose. But sometimes I'm like, ooh, you probably think it's about you because really fits. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, yeah. uh, that brings us to the end of our time. And and Logan, I want to thank you for bringing all of this out in us. This is all yes. because of you. And if anyone's mad, you can send hate mail to Logan's email. Um, but but uh, or, or go follow on Instagram. How can the people follow you? Oh, oh Logie. Uh, I'm on Instagram at STM ATX and also on Twitter as well. Same same handle. So Awesome. Um, find me on there. So awesome. Well, Logan, thanks so much. This was a ton of fun. And look at us. We've all been through all this drama and all of this cringiness, and yet we're still here. Guys, we're going to, the, the cringiness ain't going away. It's Catholicism, it's it has not. people in it. Um, we just got to keep fighting through it. And uh, the way, the best way to fight through it is to send it to me, and I'll talk about it on the radio. Logan, <laughs> thanks again. Uh, everybody else, we'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Don't go anywhere. Do you have beard bump on you? <laughs> I wanted to make sure I remember the name of it if you ask me about it because it's it's actually I actually use it now, and I it's really good. What is that that you're using that's really good, Father Anthony? The beard balm. Oh well, it, Catholic Balm Co. And the scent I have is Little Way. It smells amazing, and I've used a bunch of beard balms before and oils, but like seriously, after using this stuff, I'm not going back to any other kind. So I'm excited to try the other scents, but the Little Way scent, oh, it's just delightful. So good. So if you would like to be just like Father Anthony Sharafa, go to ForteCatholic.com slash beard for 15% off your next order and pay for my children to eat Cheerios. ForteCatholic.com slash beard. <laughs> we did it. That's amazing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll. That guy over there is Father Anthony Sharapa. And Father Anthony, I've had something in my notes to talk specifically to you about for quite some time, and I haven't done it yet, and I don't know why. Okay. Do you remember the last time that we were in person together? We were in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We were. 
And uh, we recorded a show together, which I just released the like the updated list of like top ten most downloaded episodes of Forte Catholic ever, and that episode creeped in very quickly. So oh, good, cool! So yeah, good. it was a fun episode. It was. Uh, I made you hear my confession, and you refused. It was good. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was good. Um, <laughs> but I learned something that weekend, and. It was one of those things like that weekend you told me that I should be nicer to you or something. So I had yes. I had to withhold my bullets. I couldn't <laughs> throw all of them at you at once. Yeah, so yeah. I made a mental note um, and actually a physical note in my phone that one day, months from then, whenever I didn't have any content left and I was having a bad day and I just wanted to throw something at you, uh, that I would save it. The time has come. Time has come. So I learned something about your other little podcast that clerically speaking that you do with that, uh, that, that real priest from a fake country. Yes. Okay. Um, and I learned that you two um, pray before every episode. Yeah. And, and this was interesting to me, and I've, I've actually um, been privy to some of your, un, your raw content because of the, your brother has sent some things to me. I've heard you pray multiple times now. And uh, I, I believe that when it comes to premises that you would agree with, priests should be like leaders in prayer, right? This is a thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. We, you and I have never prayed together. <laughs> it's true. You, you've refused to hear my confession and <laughs> refused by omission to pray with me. Why have you never you you've never been like, hey, Taylor, we should pray before the recording of this episode. And I think this episode more than any is proof that we should have prayed beforehand. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. OK. I mean, those are all good points. Um, I did air quotes. Um, uh, why have I not prayed with you? Uh, I think I just sort of assume that's your show and however you want to do it. You know, I was going to take a step back, let the lady be empowered to, to run the show however they wanted to. And if they don't want to pray, then I'll just uh, pray for them. You know, a after every show, I do penance for you and for the show, just so you know. Uh, I just have a whip and I just like hit myself with it over and over again to do penance for how terrible the show is. So that's kind of prayer, but I don't want to burden you with that. You know, that does make um, me feel better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also like sometimes like, OK, so prayer is is good. Let's affirm send that. Send tweet. <laughs> yeah, so prayer is good. Send tweet. But also, like the very few times that we've gotten to hang out in real life, like there's something just good about being together and hanging out. And sometimes I think it happened where if you were to just like let's stop what we're doing and pray, it almost becomes like an artificial thing. Like sometimes, like most of the time when Christ was with his disciples, they were just kind of hanging out. Like for three years, they were just kind of hanging out and walking around and talking and being friends. And I think we need to remember that sometimes that kind of normal stuff, just because it's not formal prayer, doesn't mean it's not holy. And to be fair, every time Jesus tried to lead them in prayer, they yeah. fell asleep. Um, yeah, I mean, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not content we want to put on the air. And I, and I think that makes me feel a lot better suddenly for that those few times I feel sleepy in mass. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Could you not stay awake with me for one hour? And I'm like, well, father made the mass go for an hour and 20 minutes. So I was with you for an hour. But after yeah. after that, any more than that is too much, way yeah. too much. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to tip the scales at all uh, between me and God into my favor. 
Because that wouldn't that wouldn't be that wouldn't be right to him. That's not a thing that I would want to do. Um, well, it, it's 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 an interesting thing that you and I have found ourselves in today on this show. Yeah. Because usually around this time of year, uh, every podcaster in the land is talking about Lent and Ash Wednesday, and you and I have decided instead to just live it. And we started the suffering a week and a half before. Yeah. Um, but, we were really good Catholics. But today, the, the day that this is, yeah, yeah, for sure. We are good Catholics. <laughs> that is what has been uh, laid down and picked up from this episode, for sure. Uh, um, but there's there's the Ash Wednesday, which is everybody's favorite holy day of obligation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it's not. Well, okay. It's people's. It's one of people's favorite days, but it is not a holy day of obligation. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But um, every day is a holy day of obligation for you because you chose this life. Sort of, kind of. What do you mean, sort of, kind of? Yeah, I don't have to say mass every day. Really? Yeah, really, I don't. I have to pray my breviary every day. I made a promise for that specifically. But you actually, a priest isn't doesn't have to say mass every day. I've been a Catholic for a very long time. Obviously not a very good one. I, I legitimately thought you had to say Mass every day. No. I mean, a lot of people think that because you would think a priest would. And it's a good idea for a priest to, you know. But uh, no, that's there's your fun fact of the day. A priest isn't obligated to say Mass every day. I mean, you have to either attend Mass or say Mass on Sunday. You know, you have to do that. But um, And for Holy Days of Obligation, you have to either attend a Mass or say a Mass, you know. But uh, no, no. This is baffling for me. This this is like life wrecking because now like uh, I know it's difficult to say, but uh, my, my evaluation of priests has dipped a little bit. <laughs> How is that possible? Well, I'll give you I'll give you a quick story about this if it's uh, helpful. So uh, canonically, the law says that you know for Sunday liturgies, you're only supposed to say one, ideally, right? So ideally, the priest says one Sunday mass, the whole community is gathered for this one mass this is a sign of unity and love and all this good stuff. Now, practically speaking, that never happens, right? Because we've got... We are not united of, as a church and don't love each other. That's obvious. <laughs> I mean, that there's that and the fact that we just need different mass times to accommodate everybody. Um, uh, so if, if, if necessary, the law says, okay, if it's necessary, the priest can say a second mass. If there's some kind of emergency and there's no other way to accommodate the people of God and you have to do it, then for Sundays, you can say a third mass. Okay. That's the law. Now, a lot of priests, you know, they might say as many as like four or five or six masses. Breaking the law, breaking the law. It is. And that was my situation when I was first ordained. We had um, nine Sunday masses. Uh, and that's Saturday evening, Sunday, and we had two priests. So I was doing four, uh, sometimes five, and sometimes more masses over the course of those two days because we had a Saturday morning mass. I might have wedding masses. And it was like three or four months into my priesthood, and I had just said my Sunday evening mass, woke up the next day for Monday morning mass, and I thought to myself, and it was something that it just was, I thought of, I didn't mean to, but it was just, oh, man, I have to say Mass again. I just don't want to. And I was shocked. I would never, would have never have thought that I would ever think that. Because when you're, you know, studying to be a priest, the one thing you really, really want to do is say Mass. That's what you look forward to the most. But when you, when you say Mass over and over again, it becomes like a mechanical thing. It wears you down. 
Like if you're really giving your all in the prayer and the preaching, it is tiring. It is exhausting. So um, that first uh, year and a half, I wouldn't say mass on my days off because I was just exhausted with mass. I was just getting sick of it because it was so much and it stopped being what it's supposed to be. So there's a reason for that sort of thing. And there may be a reason why a priest doesn't say a mass on his day off or he doesn't have mass. So there you go. So actually, like I was joking at first, but like I'm glad to hear this because I've asked a bunch of priests before. Like when, when I was a music director was the first time that this really, really like set in for me how many masses and how draining they are and how repetitious they are. Like people will complain yeah. like, oh, the mass is repetitious because they go once a week. And it's like when I was the music director, I was at every mass that my priest was at. And mm -hmm. so for a, a you know a two year span, which you guys sign on for life, so I'm not trying to like I, I understood how you were how life was for a very short amount of time, right? Sure. But even I, I, like I, it trained me to not pay attention in mass because like I couldn't pay attention to every mass. I, what I chose every weekend to do was to pay attention during one, and mm -hmm. then and then the rest of them I was working, right? And yeah. and I and I kept asking priests, it's like, how do you guys do this? How are you able to pay attention through all of them? And all I heard was like the the you know like this is a youth ministry phrase, mm -hmm. the 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 heart answer, but not the hard answer, right? The correct mm -hmm. answer is to say, oh yeah, it was perfect every time. The Lord's given me a special grace, and it's just like like I've I've lived this, and I know that I'm a decent person. I know I'm not great, but I know I'm not terrible. So if yeah. I've felt this, you have too. And, and you know, like, and and yeah. so, like, to hear you say that is it, it's it's helpful because, like, okay, so not everybody's a music director or a priest, but we right. can still get into this repetition of prayer, the repetition of mass, the repetition of whatever, and can feel like I'm just going through the motions, and my heart's not really in it. It's still good to do that, but at the same time, it is good to just find some time to rest and to hang out and to be a person. On yeah. the other hand, okay. <laughs> on the other hand. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little turn here, and okay. then we'll come back. Uh, if you had any superpower uh, in the world, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Uh, uh, transportation, being able to uh, go from one place to another in an instance. Okay, so where would you go first? Uh, oh, I would use it for purely practical reasons. Like I would go from parish to parish to say mass. If I want to go to McDonald's, I just boom, I'm at McDonald's. Want to go to my brother's house, hang out, boom. I'm not actually interested in going a bunch of different places or different countries. I don't care. Uh, I just, I drive so much all the time. And sometimes I just want to be where I need to be. So I'd be the most boring, the most boring use of a superpower ever. That's not surprising. So uh, the, the first thing that I would like to say is, is uh, like you could do this to really change some people's faith, right? So here's right. what I'm picturing. As you're saying you're popping in from parish to parish, like yeah. what I would do is I would learn the speed of every one of your fellow priests in the area when they say mass and right at the consecration, like right whenever like they're hoisting Jesus up, just show yeah. up and extend your hand and be there for a moment and then disappear and do that at every mass. And everybody would be like, it's a miracle. I, I, I'm totally in love with Jesus. And that would be the greatest contribution you've ever given the church. Um, my second follow-up is, okay. is uh, um, so First of all, we've got to talk about like how would you listen to podcasts then? Because you listen to all the podcasts and the audiobooks, but you do that in the car. So like would you just get rid of podcasts and, and audiobooks because you have this new ability? You know what? It probably it would probably be less. I still listen to podcasts and audiobooks like while I'm getting ready in the morning. Um 
So I, I think it would be less. But uh, I would also have a lot more free time. So maybe I would just sit down and listen to podcasts. Like a weird person from like, I don't know, like who used to just listen to the radio before TV. You know what you could do is what? just uh, uh, just show up at all of your the, the all the podcasts you listen to just like pop out of wherever you are and pop up when they're recording live and just listen to it live and like hang out with them. Yeah, we could record live all the time. It'd be so fun and easy. Like we would just hang out. I, See, that's I, why I would, I would hang out with my friends all the time if I could just teleport. I somehow think you'd still be late to the recording of the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, I would be because I'd be still playing video games on my day off and be like, oh, wait, is it time to do that? Okay, so now we know on Sunday that you would use this to, to assist you in your priesthood and to not have to drive. You would, you, would, yeah. you, would, uh, you would pop up into the parishes. On Monday, how would you use it? On um, Monday, I mean, I would use it. So Monday's my day off. I use it to go to my brother's place or my parents' place. Um, I would use it less because I normally just stay inside whatever building I'm in and like sleep. Um, but like I went to McDonald's today. Totally would transport to McDonald's. Went to go buy a new laptop today. Totally go there. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, like now it'd just be pretty, pretty boring. Uh, rapid fire Tuesday. Tuesday, I would do it uh, so I could sleep in and go to my um, meeting. Uh, we have a weekly uh, staff meeting, so I would use it to go there and then maybe go back and hide in the uh, Wednesday. Then, uh, I, Wednesday. Wednesdays are what happens on Wednesday? I got twelve o'clock mass usually. Usually have a lot of appointments. I won't use it very much because I'm probably in the office most of the day Wednesday. Um, Maybe use it for sick calls. Sick calls will be so much easier. Thursday. Uh, same sort of deal. I go to the college because I'm pastor there. Um, chaplain there. Use it to go there. Friday. Yeah. Friday, I go to the college. I usually have meetings in the morning. Um, same sort of deal. Wow, my life sounds really boring. Saturday. Do it does. I'm trying to do <laughs> rapid fire. I'm trying to get through it. Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. I uh, same thing. I go to different churches. <laughs> okay. Wow. I did not think that was going to be that painful. Usually, I usually I set you up to fail, and I yeah. was setting you up to fail, just not in the way that you failed. So I have a joke, and it, it was going to wrap around to something that we did six minutes ago. But yeah. now I'm in the pickle. Because okay. you realized halfway through, you're like, wow, my life sounds busy and boring, and maybe that's why you got the flu. But I, also, like, should should I hit you with the with, with the one-two punch that I was going to? Because you just hit yourself, essentially. I did. I did. But you know what? <laughs> For the sake of content, don't hold back. Don't hold back. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Wilder's coming back in the ring. The towel was not thrown in. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So what essentially I just asked you. Yeah. Again, I'm going to make you agree with premises. Well, you don't have to agree, but if you agree, agree. Uh, yeah, I know. I know you're setting me up. Okay, go ahead. Right. Okay. So you you have this superpower, and you said that you would use it every day. Probably. And yeah. remember when I said counterpoint to you not saying mass every day? You have oh. the miraculous ability to make bread and wine into Jesus every day, and mm -hmm. you said there are days you choose not to use it. But now yeah. that you can teleport around the world, you'd use it to show up at your friend's house. And not drive? Like, yeah. you, you'd use that every day, but not the great powers God gave you? That's counterpoint. I mean, I'm just going to say, yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> I don't have a defense for that. Absolutely. If you're, Taylor, if the whole point is like, Father Anthony, you're probably not as holy as you should be. 
Okay, you're you're right. <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> Ask me in five years, maybe I'll be holier by then. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we got here. So good. we've all had you. You and I have had a lot of suffering as we are. Mm. We are now uh, moving into this Lenten season. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, are, here's what I'm thinking. And I'm I'm being half facetious and half not. And if you haven't picked up on that on today's show yet, I don't know what to do uh, mm-hmm. because that's been literally everything that has come out of my mouth. But I don't know if I'm going to pick to do anything for Lent because I think God pe- keeps picking things for me. And I think that's enough. I uh, very seriously, I think that's OK. That was my Lent like two years ago. I was like, there's so much stuff. The Lord is doing so much stuff right now. I'm not taking on anything extra. Um, and I talked to my spiritual director about that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So sometimes, you know, it's if it's just an effort to get through what you're getting through, then that's actually okay. You know, we don't have to be superhero Catholics who accomplish some sort of big victory every Lent. That's not what Lent is about. It's not about like how good you are at giving stuff up. That's stupid. That's very true. Mm. Um, you know what? I, I texted you a few days ago because... Yeah. Uh, you and I have this new thing now. Whenever we want to play video games, we text each other random emojis. Like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's been a fun game to like who can be the mo- more random, and mm-hmm. then we respond with either a yes or a no. And um, r- right whenever I like, I was like, I need a friend, so I sent you the black heart emoji because that's how I felt inside. And yeah. you said sorry, and I, I, I said please. We haven't texted a word in forever. It was just emojis, and I was like, "Black heart, please, like, please come play play video games with me." And you said sorry, I can't. And I was very sad uh, yeah. because I, I just wanted to to hang out with my friend. And, I, and I'm not mad. At, I'm not mad at you. I understand that life happens, but it's because two days before, I had had a rough day that day too. Yeah. And you and I had one of the most special moments we have ever shared together. And I don't know if you remember this. It was very late one night uh-huh. and you and I were playing video games. You know how you get with your friends where it's like, and, and like you've had such a bad day that something that's not really all that funny just like makes you crack. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was explaining to you who, who this actor was. His name is Gary Sinise. <laughs> Do you remember this? It's slowly coming back to you. I do. I do remember this. And and uh, we finished the conversation and the conversation was over. And at that point, we were both Mm -hmm. just at that point, we had kind of moved on. Or at least I thought we had moved on. And we just started focused on playing the video game. And you remember what you said? I just said, like, after like two minutes, the conversation was over and we're just playing the game, kind of in quiet, just playing the game. And I just like into the microphone. I think I just said, Gary, you whispered, Gary. (laughs) You whispered the word Gary, and it was one of those things that it was so funny because I know that it was involuntary. You did not choose to say the word Gary. You just said it, and we were both so like delusional from being tired, and both of our lives had been so rough. You were in the middle of your flu. I had been sick for weeks, and, and things have been, have been not going so well, and you whispered the word Gary. Mm-hmm. And the Lord brought me so much joy through that moment. And that's what I'm praying for for this week because it's been Mm -hmm. so rough. And I just want someone to whisper Gary in my ear (laughs) to make me laugh and have a good day. That's what's going to happen next time we go to prayer. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to be like, 
Gary. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so awesome. Well, what a show we had today, Father Anthony. I'm yeah. glad you're here. Thanks for letting me yell at you. Audience, I yelled at you too. I'll be back next week, hopefully happier. Say it! All right, well, you've replaced my son, Father Anthony, uh, but he doesn't know what Patreon is, but you do. So make your pitch. Yeah, so patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. He and said assuredly. Support. Yeah, it's where you help support the show. And the thing is, you get really cool audio bits of basically Taylor, like, all out fighting with most of his co-hosts and guests. Like, you don't even realize the content you're missing, but you get so much <laughs> if you subscribe and donate to the Patreon account, Forte Catholic. There you Patreon. go. Yeah, because th- as most of you know, the show goes on to Catholic Radio. There are many things about Taylor's role that can't go on Catholic Radio. <laughs> so go listen to the shit over on Patreon. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>